0: In society, we often share a belief that different crimes carry different weights. Some crimes get more attention because of how much money they include. Some get attention because of the brutal or twisted nature of the crime. Some are measured by the long-term impacts that come with them. Really, we can end up fairly divided on the severity of a crime especially across cultures. But if there is one type of crime that always seems to be met with the same level of horror, it is without question, grave robbing. My name is Brienne, and I'm the host and creator of Among the Dirt and Trees, a show where we explore true crime cases that occur out in nature. In today's episode, we're going to discuss a series of crimes that all include stealing from the dead. Or rather, stealing the dead. If you're a regular listener, chances are that you have been wondering if I got kidnapped myself since the last two episodes were not posted. Well, our production team took another hit from covid And while everyone has recovered, it did give me some time to think. Lately, managing two episodes a week has been a bit of a struggle. Scaling a business takes a lot of work, and we are now entering into the busiest time of the year for my industry. For those of you who don't know, every year the marketing industry gets a huge wave of new companies trying to kick off marketing strategies for the next year. It's basically like the New Year's resolutions thing, but for businesses. With that being said, I'm going to be dropping AtDat back to one episode a week through the end of the year. This will allow me to focus on bringing you higher quality episodes without as much of a strain. So for the next couple of months, AtDat will be available every Wednesday. I just want to thank all of you for being along for the ride and remaining adaptable as I explore this medium. Recently, Among the Dirt and Trees passed 200,000 downloads, which is pretty amazing, so I hope you all continue to enjoy the show. Now on to grave robbing. Grave robbing is, as I'm sure you all know, the act of desecrating a grave with the intent of stealing something inside of it. Generally, this goes either one of three ways. First, there is grave robbing where you steal some kind of money, jewelry, or other material object from the dead. In my opinion, this is a bold move and a fast track to getting cursed. Then, there is… the… worse… kind. Some people break into graves not to steal from the dead, but rather to steal the dead. People take bones, body parts, and generally do terrible and unspeakable things with them. Especially the people who like to dig up bodies while they are still relatively fresh. And, as for the third type, The third type is really just called archaeology. And I'm going to tell you in advance that we are not here to discuss archaeology today. So, let's look at some of the more famous grave robbers, starting with none other than Ed Gein. Ed Gein was a seriously disturbed guy. And when I took forensic psychology, I forced my entire group to do our final on him. There is about 8,000 things that I could say about Ed Gein, but we're here to talk about only one of his crimes. Grave robbing. See, Gein stole a lot of bodies and body parts for some very interesting arts and crafts. He made a skin suit using body parts so he could dress up as his mom, like some kind of Freudian nightmare. But he also used body parts for decorating. Now, I will admit that I once made a joke about how eating cereal out of a human skull was an excellent way to add more calcium to your diet. But the truth is that Ed Gein used body parts in all kinds of other terrifying ways besides just skull bowls, From lampshades and chairs made using human flesh to belts made out of nipples... Ed Gein came into this world like the twisted harbinger of DIY. If you want to know more about him and his crimes and his history, hop into your favorite podcast platform and look for Ed Gein and TacoCast to hear my producer's various episodes exploring the horrific depths of his crimes. When we think about grave robbing, I think a lot of us default to some unnamed corpse somewhere. But that isn't always the case. In 1878, Ohio Congressman John Scott Harris passed away in his sleep. While his family was burying him, they noticed something pretty concerning. A nearby grave had clearly been robbed. This understandably set Harris's family on edge, leading them to promptly invest in every manner of grave security possible. They reinforced his grave with stone and even hired a bodyguard to watch his corpse. Then, they led the charge in finding the body of the missing man. Now, you might wonder how they knew where to start. Well, at this point in time... Grave robbing was kind of a thing. There were men called resurrection men who would steal bodies for universities to help young doctors to learn more about the human body. See, this is when the church and public were still very much against dissecting human bodies, so they had to get a little sneaky in order to be able to learn. Was it ethical? No but as someone who is personally donating their body to science to help train young doctors, I'm really glad that we got over that mindset. His sons went looking through universities for the body of the missing man. Ultimately, they found a body hanging on a rope with a crank and started to pull it up assuming that they would find the missing man, only to be met with a more alarming surprise. His sons revealed the body only to realize that somehow they were face to face with their father. To this day, no one really knows how the grave robbers got him. But the good news is that they also found the other guy that was missing too. Surprisingly enough, Harris was far from the only famed figure to have his remains stolen. Actually, it seems like being famous makes it a lot more likely. In the late 90s, multi-talented performer Charlie Chaplin became a victim of body snatching too. But this theft was not carried out in the name of science. The grave robbers in this case were dedicated opportunists who wanted only one thing, Money. They contacted Charlie Chaplin's wife and demanded $600,000, which she flat-out refused to give them. Fortunately, the police did manage to find the robbers, and Chaplin's body was buried in a much safer location. Now, Not everyone digs up bodies for greed, creative projects, or medical advancement. Some people are a little more sentimental with their grave robbing. While Ed Gein did a lot of what he did out of hatred and obsession, our next grave robber committed her acts out of, well, love. Kind of. Jean Stevens was a woman who loved very deeply. She had a husband, the brother of her twin sister's husband, and she took his passing really hard. When he died, she decided that being buried in the ground was not right for him. After their 60 years together, she couldn't bear to be apart. So, she dug him up and brought him inside to sit on the couch. Where he sat for more than 10 years. All this time, presumably no one knew about this. At least not until her twin sister died. Her sister was buried in the yard outside at least until she started to feel guilty once again. So she dug her sister up and set her up rather comfortably in the guest room. She had a much shorter time with her sister before police showed up to take them away. This story is crazy all on its own, but it sure gets a hell of a lot crazier when you realize that Stevens was literally in her 80s, when she dug them up and moved them to her home. Personally, I can't help but wonder if she had a little help. I hope that you enjoyed these creepy tales of grave robbing, and I will be back next Wednesday with more murderous mayhem. So, if you would like to discuss how awesomely terrible the term Resurrection Men is, Arts and crafts projects that don't include using human body parts, or reasons why closure is an important part of the grieving process, feel free to contact me on Twitter or Instagram using the tag at datpod. Thanks, guys.